Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cup of Three. My name is Ashley. I am joined, as always, by my friend and co-host, Mabel, and fiancé and co-host, Agu. Welcome back. <laughs> Hello, oh, right. Pull my face up to smile, because I've... Because you're hiding behind your mic. It does look a little bit like you're wearing a mask. It's just like... <laughs> you looked like a little kid yeah. in, like, a choir, like, I'm here! Like, <laughs> I'll get you a little stool. Um, all right, so uh, as you guys have probably realized, our cadence for this season is a little bit different than how we've done it before. So just up top, I just wanted to say that um, obviously we still want to do the show. We're still doing the show, but we're trying to kind of make it work a little bit better for us just because we're busy people with full-time jobs and this is really our passion project and we want to find ways to make it fit in and work for us and um, not, you know, take up too much of our free time because there's there's less and less of it it seems every day so we might not be releasing every week we kind of have um it just kind of depends on our availability so i just wanted to say we are still working on it we're still staying up on married at first sight we still want to talk about it with you guys but we might not have you know episodes coming out every single week we might talk about other things that are sort of married at first sight adjacent that are still about relationships which we love to talk about um, and we still want to connect with you guys. So as always, go check out our Instagram, Cup of Three Podcast, or email us at cupofthreepodcast at gmail.com. And we just want to hear all your thoughts and feelings about this season, relationships, anything we talk about, whatever. I can or even already, topics to talk about. I can right. already hear the like the email. Like I'm just hearing a lot of excuses from you guys. Less excuses, <laughs> more recording. You guys are canceled. We okay. need more content from you. Let's let's get to talking. Look, talking. <laughs> oh, I have a job. I have a life. Get to recording, oh. people. Get to recording. Dang it! There goes our HelloFresh sponsorship. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, we're missing out Why on the zero dollars we made from us? that. We talk about them for free. We are awesome. So much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Well, today we were going to talk about, um, of course, Married at First Sight, season 13. And we watched up to episode five. So the folks are on their honeymoons. They're living their best lives. Unfortunately, we got some COVID situations. The poor Zach and Michaela aren't really able no. to enjoy their honeymoon. Um, so Zach is recovering from that in quarantine by himself. But the rest of the couples are getting to hang out and meet each other's spouses for the first time. And kind of settle in a little bit in Florida Keys, which is, you know, the destination spot for COVID weddings. Marla considered that uh, old home, old people's home is what she... <laughs> what do you guys think? Do, do you think that's fair of like what the resort looked like? Uh... <laughs> it's just better like, locations we're, not being paid by the we're show. available. Like, that's true. You know, I... I mean, every time I've been to Florida, it's been with my grandma. So that's, I don't Dang. know. I don't Damn. know if that says anything, but do you think they did? Maybe <laughs> so they just wanted, <laughs> maybe they just want to stay in the country because we are in a pandemic. Um, I think she just wanted like beachfront with infinity pool look, you know, yeah, Instagram worthy. Yeah. I can kind of understand the feeling of like, oh, I'm going to get married to a stranger. I'm on a reality show. We're going to be like getting kind of lavishly, luxuriously 
housed somewhere for a honeymoon and then you go to florida and you're like okay like florida i don't i'm not trying to hate on florida like only a little bit but like as a honeymoon destination i feel like if they wanted to stay in the country i would have almost gone a different route like let's go like somewhere up in the mountains to some like cool cabin resort type of thing where people can go skiing and like something like that where it's like a very different vibe than what we really see or like yeah. i don't know america's a big country there's plenty of cool places to send people <laughs> that to, are like go to ohio there's lots of strip malls <laughs> out there no one yeah. go to ohio ever McDonald's, <laughs> just never just avoid Walmart. it altogether uh, <laughs> spoken by true michiganders we oh my like god <laughs> also garbage they know it <laughs> listeners have better honeymoon locations please tell us where they should send these folks if they had to stay in the country because like, even i guess hawaii i don't know if that counts as like because you're traveling very far for it still the u.s but that'd if, be fun with a covid situation that might not be the best idea anyways well, I, I, like, I would have preferred colorado over florida keys you know I think yeah. it's also a bit of a personal preference, as we saw. Even Mirla was like, this is not what I would have done for myself. And hey, it's hard to please 10 people, 10 different people, when you don't really know them that yeah, well. And you're trying to yeah. have the best honeymoon experience ever. I mean, also, hard, it is hard free. It is free. They are giving you this for free. It's kind of hard to be like, oh, the I free mean, caviar you gave me doesn't have enough salt in it. Like, it's like, it's free. Be thankful. <laughs> so I, I get it. And I, but in Florida, as I was joking with the whole my only been there with my grandma florida is nice like it's very similar to nigeria's weather so i uh empathize a lot but yeah a lot of humidity i think like, my mexico prediction was a better cooler place than florida keys if i'm being honest but you know whatever yeah that makes sense why they wouldn't want to travel that far though yeah yeah well anyways so anyways so um, we're just kind of going to bop around a little bit because we have a few things that stuck out to us from these episodes that um, we'd like to dig, dig into. So I'm going to start with Bao and her snoring and how this seems to be like kind of coming up as a thing with her and Johnny where she's very insecure about it. And he kind of keeps like poking fun around it. And like, I don't know, does it kind of feel like this is going to be a recurring conversation with them? Mm. I mean, I just feel like Johnny was being playful and he didn't pick up on how sensitive he sh probably should have been in that moment for Bao because for her, it's not just a little insecurity. It's a big insecurity. And he was like, I don't get it. What? Why? Why does it matter? It's you. Which maybe it's stereotypically more of like a guy answer to be like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like a New York accent? That's, whatever. That's, that's in my head. That's... <laughs> She says like Tim's on all of a sudden and it's like going to the bodega. <laughs> right, right, right. No I'm reason. walking here. <laughs> no. There's so many overlap. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry listeners. We're gonna get so off topic today. I mean the ep episode five, like we're we're trying to bring out stuff in this episode. Yeah, it yeah. was meh. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a little slow because I feel like at this point, everyone for them overwhelmingly is like, things are going well. I just don't know them yet. And so mm -hmm. it's so surface level. And like Jose and Rachel are like, we're in love and everything's perfect and fine. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> I don't know. With with Bao, I agree. I think that she like he is not really understanding how 
sensitive that is. Yeah. And so I, my concern would be, because I know how like, like my insecurities, if that's something that like a goo would be playful and not take seriously, that I would like really feel some type of way about it. I think like that could become something where she just gets more and more insecure and in her head about it. And he doesn't think anything of it. And it becomes a thing because he's not able to kind of meet her where she is with it. You know, like, it's just kind of like a, I feel like if he could just be like, Hey, it's totally okay. It really doesn't bother me that much. Like I'm in it for the long haul. I like want to figure out what this is. And like, Mm -hmm. I do this weird thing and like try to kind of, show that he's also like not the perfect human because no one is and maybe it would feel a little bit more lighthearted. but i think she like i don't know I, I worry that she's getting a little bit too like stuck in her head about it yeah yeah i get that it's clearly something she is very uh affected by um yeah i don't i don't really have anything else to add to i think you guys both like i'm I was more interested in, well, two things. One was he asked Jose to help him buy a dress for her um, during their dinner. Ask one of the ladies. Like, Jose seems lovely and a gentle and a great (laughs) guy. But that dress choice, like, I mean, she joked around, but she's right. Like, it was like an extra, extra large, like. Does she like you can't even get the sizing right? Like, yo, just <laughs> I don't know. So there was that, and then um, the fa- like we end up uh, learning that uh, he kind of ghosted her when they were like after their friend's date in college. Mm-hmm. But from what she was describing, I get like. How would he have known that that was a date as well? So, like, mm-hmm. I don't. I've dated people like that. It's confusing. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't. That's like blame... high school. <laughs> it's a hundred percent high school. Yeah, for sure. It's like we got chicken nuggets together. Like, we are now a thing. How do you not know this? <laughs> um... We shared a dipping sauce. It's. <laughs> We're gonna... This is forever. <laughs> and now they're married. Yeah, I just I don't. So I thought that was kind of interesting because it kind of goes off of the thing of, I mean, he said it multiple times. He kind of needs someone to be a little bit more clear on their feelings. And I get the mm-hmm. feeling from her that she's one of those people that like, she wants you to read her. And that's going to be an interesting situation to see how that meshes together. So mm-hmm. like the snoring thing, like, okay. Like now we can tell that that was like, she was kind of opening up her heart and, and sharing this, but that's a kind of funny story to be like, Oh, I didn't go to sleep. Like I see why he went to comedy right away. So just being a little bit more clear, like, Hey, this is something I'm really insecure about. And this is something I really am working on. And then like, if you say that, like, he's not going to go and start making He's not going to make jokes about it. Yeah. You have to show your vulnerability. I think Mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think that's pretty common early on relationships anyway. You mistakenly step on some landmines and you're like, oh, wait, this is really sensitive for you. I'm sorry. And then you learn from that and you don't do it again. So I feel like he kind of got the hint like, hey, snoring may not be a big deal to you, but to me it is. So Mm -hmm. be careful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, those snoring landmines. Don't talk about it. 
I kind of want to hear how bad the snoring is now, though. Is that just me? <laughs> but, okay. I mean... <laughs> you so, really did try to be playful the whole time, though, with it. Like, Critters in the Night. Like, yeah. He did. Yeah. And, like, yeah. you can tell he's really into her. Mm-hmm. Like, when they went to the swimming pool and he was like... I'm going to have to really focus on what she's saying because all I can think about is that ass. <laughs> like, could, like he literally said something very similar no, to that. No, he did. He, like, he saw her in her swimsuit and was just like, her booty is fire. <laughs> that was so just, like, cute. Live your life. Enjoy her booty. But like on her terms. <laughs> <laughs> he's being, yeah, he's being very respectful. That's sweet of him. Respect yeah. Women. You literally did the respect women meme with that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, didn't she say her celebrity crush is Conan O'Brien? Mm-hmm. Really? Which her, her hall pass is also Conan O'Brien. She said, right. hey, by the way, which he was totally cool with. He was like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm okay with the hall pass. <laughs> he was well, cool I mean, it. he made it weird, too. He's like, if I watch, it's like, oh, I don't oh, that know about funny. that. Oh, oh, like, oh, my God. I don't like that. Uh, Conan yeah. O'Brien, like, really? Okay. I like, though, how when they talked about, like, you know, kind of what type of like body type that they're attracted to. And she said, yeah, Conan O'Brien, I like that he owns his lankiness and that Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. basically he's just confident in himself with the body he was randomly given and how she like prefers a more lean body type. And he made some comment about like, oh yeah, I like haven't hit the gym as much as I want to or whatever. Like he clearly thought, oh, I have to fit this male body standard if I have to be big and muscular and like the big mountain guy. And she, like, very quickly was like, no, I actually think you're great how you are. And you could see him just be like, oh, oh, good. Like, I'm I'm already what you want. Like, how, what a relief. Yeah. And, like, he also kind of felt the same about her. And I, I thought that was a very nice, light conversation to have early to just be like, no, I, I like what I'm seeing here. Like, just as you are, you don't have to be something different, you know? Yeah. And I feel like body types can be such a sensitive conversation. And I'm glad that they're, like helping boost each other up hey he thinks you're sexy she thinks you're sexy so mm-hmm. your body type's great because i feel mm-hmm. like that can be an easy easy like insecurity because she was even talking about with the bathing suit like she doesn't like to go out with it it's been the first time in a long time she'd rather wear it in the house and i mean girl i get it going out in a bathing suit with someone you just met oh even my though god you've known each other for years like it's a lot a few insecurities can come up there mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i get that yeah mm-hmm. oh, and also to be fair to him like he's around like a few of the people who are on the show with him are freaking massive so like <laughs> like you're gonna look tiny compared to gil like i'm sorry like you're killing it you're doing i mean everybody looks tiny next to gil but, like, man looks like a, a mountain so i get man that stood, ne- stood next to a beach umbrella it looked like the kind you put in your drink <laughs> i want to be like that level of soul like i just that is what i'm going for we're like it just doesn't even make any sense like that Drake line was like everyone is so uncomfortable. Like it's just a level of swole where everyone's just like, "What's what the line?" Ass so fat that everyone in the room is so uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so you're saying about the ass, but still. But <laughs> swole so much. Man so swole, everybody in the room is so uncomfortable. It's just like I don't know what, what am I doing here. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. For sure. Yeah. But they uh, they are cute. Mm-hmm. I feel cute. like a few things we talked about here, it shows how vulnerable they're getting with each other about the snoring, mm-hmm. about him kind of being a little um, 
afraid of commitment when it comes to his first date, serial dating, her being a little self sabotage Like, I feel like they're really being vulnerable with each other. And I think it's super sweet because everybody has something going on in their life, whether it's insecurity, baggage, whatever. And I feel like no, I owning it has really helped their relationship get closer. It's really yeah. sweet. Like, it was like, I don't have any of that. No. no <laughs> Perfect. No, what are you talking about? <laughs> I see why other people would feel that way, but I do not. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're right. Peasants. Get your weight up, son. Okay. <laughs> um, what did you think about the... So they announced to everyone else that they've kind of known each other at some point in college. A part of me thinks for a person, like they've known each other, albeit, albeit it was a long time ago, but they still feel like strangers around each other. And that, I, I think that's, am I overthinking this or is that just, it's been what, three days and they haven't seen each other in 10 years. I don't but... think they're being weird. Like, I think given, like, think about somebody that you knew back in college and who you haven't had in your life since then. And now you're spending like all your time with them. It's like, yeah, you're familiar with them, but it's still like. It's a wild situation to be like, okay, the idea is that we're going to spend the rest of our lives together. Yeah, no, for sure. So I don't think, it doesn't sound like they were like the best of friends back then. It's just like, there's a familiarity there. Like, I think they're doing pretty well, all things considered. You know, like they seem to be kind of meeting each other where they are for the most part. And like you said, they're, they're being really great about being very vulnerable and open. I think that's one of... Johnny in particular, like his big strengths is we saw like he was willing to talk about like really hard stuff on camera and is very, very open about it. Like all the stuff yeah. with his dad and like being on the phone and talking about like how all of that makes him feel and his history yeah. with his dad and their relationship. Like that's big stuff to talk about yeah. on national television. And he yeah. went there and was okay with it. He cried on like, like his openness, I think, is going to be a big asset for them. Yeah. Not saying that Bao isn't, but just like that that's a good thing to add. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. I like them. They're super sweet. Yeah. They're cute. Mm -hmm. um, while we're on them, do you want to talk real quick about like their sort of physical intimacy? Because it seems like Bao is also kind of. Um, needs a little bit of time to warm up to the idea of like being closer. Like she has the pillow in between them when they're sleeping. And like, that's kind of been the point of conversation a few times. Like, how do you think that's going to go? <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's one of the, I mean, we kind of talked about it earlier where I think Johnny needs someone to be a lot more obvious and straightforward with him. And I think the subtlety of, oh, like I held your hand like once this afternoon is not going to be like enough for him. But mm -hmm. it seems like they're talking much like they might not have necessarily talked about it, but it, I think it's there. They have the ability to talk about it. So it, right now they're not, and that's fine. Like they're kind of. Uh, being separate in that way, understandable, mm -hmm. but uh, hopefully they have the comfort around each other to talk about it. Um, 
that being said, I think, I kind of think they're not going to make it now a little bit. And that's my main, that's my main thing. This is, we're really early, so who knows? But Mm -hmm. I think if anything, that might be the cause. So, um, yeah, that's my, my thoughts on it. What do you think, Mabel? I could kind of relate to Johnny when he mentioned in the picnic that, hey, I really like you, but I don't know if you like me. Because even though you hear Bao say like, hey, I like how you've been kissing me. It feels like we're getting closer and I can tell how you'd be a lover you know, later. And she's kind of saying some things that would allude to how attracted she is to him. But what he sees is that he is not getting a whole lot of physical touch and he needs that. So if I were in his shoes, I'd also feel a little rejected. Like, wait a second. You may be telling me that you're into me, but I'm not actually seeing it with your actions. So I don't know if I can buy it, which I guess that kind of talks to Gil and Mirla, which I'll talk about later. But it worries me more for, for their level of communication between each other. Like, I think they kind of need to, get to a point where they can understand each other how they express each other because right now it seems like they're kind of missing one another Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i do worry a little bit about it longer term too um because i think like obviously both of them can go at whatever pace feels comfortable right for like physical affection like Mm -hmm. i get that that can be scary and it's weird to force it and it makes it worse (laughs) to try to force it yeah but there needs to be some other love language maybe that sort of substituted in the beginning to still communicate those feelings, I mm-hmm. think. And so I think Bao struggles with this a little bit. Like like when they were at the pool and they were she was talking about how like he ghosted her or whatever <clears throat> and he was like, I need someone who just, you know, says that I'm you know, let's go on a date or like I'm interested in you and she was like she literally said, like, I can't just do that, you know, that wasn't it's just not a skill she is comfortable learning mm-hmm. yet or exercising. And so I don't know if <laughs> her like vocalizing that is going to be super easy for her either to be like, you know, it kind of has to be drawn out of her a little bit. And that's come up in like some of their conversations after he's like really kind of getting her there. But maybe there's other ways that they can find that are ways that she can show her affection. And Mm -hmm. like, maybe it's just like writing him notes or maybe it's like something that's a little bit less intense, just like ways to, to still show that care and affection that like, I mean, he clearly wants, but also is just like a great part of relationships and like Mm -hmm. getting that validation of like, yes, we're doing this. Like this is going well. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. really tough. It's tough because I don't, it is. you know, you don't want it to seem like, like she has to get her act together and like get comfortable real fast so that they can mm-hmm. make it. Because if that's not, again, like forcing it isn't going to help anything like that never mm-hmm. works. <laughs> it has yeah. to really be built on that foundation of trust. Yeah. I like, I hope it doesn't, I don't come across that way. Oh no. That's because, what I'm saying. Oh yeah. No, I know. I know. But I just, I think when, when I, bring this up I, I think it's like making it like i think any relationship can work if both parties want it to but there are certain factors that make it easier you know yeah. and mm-hmm. i feel like her type of personality you need someone who's like a, a woody who's just shooting hella shots and it's like just fine <laughs> with being turned down 
where someone like Johnny, who is a little bit more introspective and like, you can tell that he's like clearly thinking every action he does over like that little tiny sign of her, like not holding his hand. He's going to like read into that way more than she intends. And I think that's the thing where, you know, like you said, that's not on her. Like that's her personality type. Like that's fine. Some people don't like touch physical touch. Like that's, that's totally okay. Um, but I think that's my fear is like, her being like, oh, I just don't feel like being around you today. In his head, he's like, oh my gosh, we're fighting and she hates me and she wants to go be with Conan O'Brien or something <laughs> like that type of stuff. And that uh, comes from insecurity too, right? Yeah, it's like sure. He has yeah. to feel, get to a, a place hopefully where like he feels okay in himself, where if he doesn't get that validation constantly, because that's, that's really what that is, right? Like exactly. when he's asking for a needy partner, he needs that kind of overcompensation of assurance to know that things are okay. Things are okay. Things are okay. Mm -hmm. Over and over and over. And like, when that goes away, are you able to do that for yourself? That like, Mm -hmm. I'm okay. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And like, if Mm -hmm. the relationship isn't okay, I'm still okay because I'm looking after myself. It's not someone else looking after me to make sure that I'm still all right, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, there's some growth that could help that, but I don't know. They seem to be just starting to navigate it. I hope we see a little bit of both, though, going forward, where Johnny is able to, like, talk himself through, yep, we're okay, she told me we're okay, but also where Bao's kind of taking that, like, wait, at the picnic, he didn't think I was into him, but clearly I've been expressing how into him I am, so he's not getting it, so let me then, yeah, Yeah. you know, take that note, fill in the blank. Yeah, Yeah. I I hope that we see both of that, because I do agree that that validation is something that he needs, and maybe he could... make a little progress to help fill in those gaps for himself but at the end of the day like i think he is going to need someone that's a little more forward kind of like you talked about in the beginning like he was used to a girl approaching him and being like hey i'm into you so him be like oh okay i, can, I think i can be into you too which i kind of feel like about that but i was like <laughs> okay dude whatever <laughs> i mean to be fair to johnny like most girls are in that situation if we're being like most of the time the guys like talk to a girl and then she's like all right i think i'm into you it's just the the roles have reversed on this one a little bit, but I can already feel the like not agreeing. But okay, <laughs> on super last thing on this, but like I think this is why more people are are dog people than cat people, right? Like dogs are constantly coming up to you, like, oh my gosh, you're back! Oh, give me attention! <laughs> da, da 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 da. Where like you know, I grew up with cats, and sometimes our cat would come over and be like. Oh, hey. And other times you'd be like, who are you? Why are you in my house? Like you, you're not like flipping you off from the corner. (laughs) I just fed you. And like just being okay with that ambiguity. Oh my Lord. Being okay with that. I'm going to mispronounce it. So I won't say it is, um, it's like not everyone can handle that. Like, I think that certain personality types are okay with that. So good point. Just, because I know that's, I've read a few things. People are like, oh, Johnny should know. I'm like, half of the people saying this, if your dog like didn't come up and say hi to you, you'd be like, this dog doesn't like me anymore. Oh, I would never stop crying. <laughs> yeah. You know? I would be like, what did I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Are we fighting? Is it something I said? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, let's hop on over to Jose and Rachel. Um, maybe we can start 
talking about their finances conversation. So, Mabel, you you wanted to talk a little bit about their whole joint and separate accounts thing. Yes. Which those who watch the unfiltered on Amazon Prime talked a little more. Which wait, no, it's actually on live TV. Anyways, those who watch the unfiltered afterwards also was a little more context to it too. They have the conversation about finances, and first Rachel brings it up, saying, "What do you think? How do you you know feel?" And she says that she thinks there should be both joint and separate accounts joint for their bills their shared expenses and then separate accounts for everything else and he responds by saying yeah definitely we can have joints but he's more in the pool of let's have joint for everything and then when this is jose talking i finish paying our bills for the month the rest of that money is yours and that kind of rubbed her the wrong way she was like wait a second are you giving me an allowance? Like I'm an independent woman. I don't need an allowance. And one thing I wanted to add about mm-hmm. the unfiltered that gave more context to it. I totally missed it when I was watching the episode. Apparently when they're talking in that conversation, Jose's twirling her hair and both Bao and um, Rachel talking about it in the unfiltered were like, is he even listening to you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't play with other people's hair. It's just weird. <laughs> It's not weird if if you guys are into it, that's fine. But I, I think <laughs> that would a serious conversation. Like that would have caught me off guard for sure. Yeah, You're right. yeah, yeah. How do you how do you feel on it? Um, just putting it right back to you. But like, how do you feel about her statement on that? I was a little confused only because it. I got the impression from her interviews that yes, she is independent, but she is more maybe because it's the breakup looking for someone to protect her a little more and be, um, obviously faithful because that's like the biggest thing that she was talking about in her past relationship. But I didn't really get that vibe from the interviews. And now in the episodes, Oh, 100%. I see it. Like she's like, Hey, I'm independent. I've, gotten myself to the financial stability I am and therefore I can continue to take care of myself but maybe I'm just misreading it but please let me know if I am I kind of saw a little bit of a curveball like wait I thought this was what you were looking for a little bit more Mm -hmm. of the Mm -hmm. traditional roles in the in the marriage right I have such a hard time like I think talking about the whole provider mindset non-judgmentally because I I just feel like it's so rooted in like just really really traditional and rigid gender roles and like often kind of a a, a lack of respect almost for like a woman's ability to just take care of her own shit <laughs> and I like I was thinking about this before of like well how how do you approach that parts of that traditional mindset with a modern relationship where there really is more equality between the two partners? Because clearly with both of them, they're both working, they're both supporting themselves and she's not clearly looking for someone to like take over all of the financial aspects and et cetera, et cetera. But he really, really finds it important to feel like he is providing for his wife and that he's taking care of her. And I guess my question would be, are there other ways that he can express that that aren't so 
I don't know what word to use. Like it, it feels overbearing <laughs> to mm-hmm. me. And I think that's maybe like she feels a little bit stifled and a little offended almost that like, no, I don't need this. Like <laughs> I've set up my life so that I don't need this and I want you and I want our partnership and I want you to care about me and take care of me. But I don't need that in the form of money. Like we mm-hmm. do that together where we, like we pool our resources to do the stuff we want to do. So yeah. I don't know. I get really stuck on that part of it. Yeah. I think it's really, I'm with you, Ashley. Like, I think it's really hard to not, to talk about it in a way that's from a, a place of understanding and not to like put your own personal opinions on it. Like, I know I have that challenge a lot when it comes to this. Uh, but I think ironically last us talking about this show, um, Ah, shoot, I forget the season that was, but it was the opposite where like the, the guy wanted a more modern version of relationship and she Will and Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Will and Jasmine. Season 10, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it might've been might before. Have Cause I think 10 yeah. was like the Katie Derrick. I want to like get to season. the point I where like, my notes. you know, like if you're talking <laughs> to some people, they can like quote eight, the Bible filling. immediately. I want to get to that point with this show where I can just be like season eight and episode 13. <laughs> Jasmine said to Will, but um, I think that whole storyline kind of got me thinking about this. And really, it's like women in the workforce. So, like oh, before <laughs> women in the workforce, like but beforehand, like you, the guy kind of had to because yeah. we were in a situation in an in an economy in a society where like women didn't even really have the option to work for themselves. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. or if they did, the jobs that they were had available weren't enough to provide. So of course the guy has to, because he's the one who's making a majority of the income. And I think like, basically it's been from like the sixties where like, we've gotten to a point where there's been a very big push for women rights in a workplace. And like, and like, Dolly Parton's nine to five was like a song about women having equal rights in the workplace. And, and I think there's still that transition of people getting mm-hmm. used to that where like literally our grandparents didn't really even have that option. So like, it's not even that far ago, you know, like mm-hmm. this is a generation of two removed. So, and for country and I've noticed, and that's here. And then for mm-hmm. other countries, it's even more, in my opinion, like that, where, I mean, there are still some countries where like you're working and they're like, okay, like we know she's going to quit when she hits age to get married because she's going to then find a husband and leave the job. So like, there's so much of that going into this where it's really, really tricky to so I don't want to judge the people who prefer that because that's totally fine. And it's been like mm-hmm. that for a very, very long time. So mm-hmm. I get that. But then on the other side, I think like, obviously I kind of prefer the more modern way of viewing that. Um, Hold on. Once we get married, do you, are you saying that you don't want me to quit and just rely on your income? Cause that was my plan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I don't know. Will's word, pregnant and barefoot. I'd be pregnant and oh, barefoot in the kitchen. Oh. Lord. 
I just did not like that line. I can't even joke about that without feeling gross. (laughs) Yeah, that was a rough line. (laughs) Sorry about that. Anyways. But, uh, I mean, like, I'm not, so no for me, but there's a lot of people that I know who would prefer that, you know? Sure, sure. And I don't think they're necessarily bad people or anything like that, but I, it does, I think it does kind of come back to, this is my personal opinion, Mm -hmm. but there's a little bit of security in knowing that the person is reliant on you a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. it's like with a company, there's a very, if you're getting paid well, the company knows it's harder for you to leave and to find something else, as opposed to if you're getting paid very little, Mm -hmm. it's very easy for you to go somewhere else and make that same amount of money. And there's a level of comfort for the company's perspective that, Hey, I'm paying you 250. The chances of you going somewhere else to getting 250 a year is harder than if I'm paying you $9 an hour, you could probably find that almost anywhere else. And I think when it comes to relationships, I've kind of noticed that where there's a little bit of like security and knowing that you guys are connected in that way. Um, so I but get if you why think people on that, but that's like, kind of, yeah. Oh, go ahead. But if you think about it, like, sorry, um, but if you think about it the other way, like it's, it's also security for the woman to be like, Hey, he can't feed himself and keep the house clean without me. And there are a lot True. of cultures still today that teach women how to sexually please a man because that's like one of the primary things that she needs to be mindful of when they're married. So it, it goes both ways, like that security blanket of <laughs> this is what the man's role is and this is what the woman's role is because, and that's their version of respect to say, hey, I need to honor the man's role in this and, and not step on his toes. And I need to honor the woman role in this and therefore revere her as a natural, you know, essence to the earth that births children that sure. I can't disrespect that. And therefore I need to hold that to high. Like, I think that um, that's like very primal way to say it. But even uh, Rachel talks about it in the unfiltered episode saying hey like this is very traditional hispanic culture i mean i'm hispanic i grew up in this like this is traditionally a woman is beta you know thinking about alpha beta and i have some friends that even like use these terms to to describe relationships like alpha is the man protector leader in front decision maker beta is the follower and knows how to do that well you have both that complement each other i think what's different in modern relationships that have more progressive roles think about it in alpha doesn't mean male and beta doesn't mean doesn't mean female female can't talk (laughs) um and i think in it's just like you're you both are saying it's two sides of the same coin like hey let's compliment each other it's just complimenting each other in different ways Mm -hmm. i may see myself as alpha or beta you may see yourself as alpha or beta. And if I have more traditional roles, I am told and I'm okay with seeing myself as beta because that's how I respect myself as a woman. I am dainty. I am feminine. I am a caregiver. I'm a um, provider for the family, not financially, but I feed the kids. I raise the kids. I teach them manners. I prepare them into the world. You teach them how to hunt the men, um, how to, you know, like, again, primal examples, but like the idea there is what is my strength 
bringing to the relationship and what is your strength bringing to the relationship. Mm-hmm. And more mm-hmm. traditionally, those are predefined for you. And plenty of people see that as the highest form of, of respect and honor because that is what we were born to do. And therefore, reaching that kind of like level is success if I can fully embody what I was born yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really, really interesting way of describing that because I feel like maybe the difference the deviation between like those traditional roles where you have Mm -hmm. an alpha person and a beta person Mm -hmm. is we're seeing two people who have a list of qualities that are both alpha and beta and then finding complementary aspects. So in different aspects of the relationship, one person is more to just for lack of a better term dominant and in Mm -hmm. other aspects, the other person is. And like, that's maybe more about like just personal strengths, Mm -hmm. but like it's more like from the outside in a very oversimplified way instead of mm-hmm. seeing it as like a like almost like a boss and employee kind of relationship <laughs> where like there it feels like there's like a power imbalance in that too yeah. a little bit but then instead of that it's like two like neutral parties coming together and then like mm-hmm. kind of the business is the relationship <laughs> instead of you know all of that and like i'm i'm not trying to knock one or the other like everyone can have the type of relationship that they want. But I think with Rachel and Jose, they maybe are looking at those things slightly differently and yeah, they might yeah. have to negotiate a little bit on like what works for both of them to feel secure and like their role is respected and that they're like playing into the dynamics that they really want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I will say, gosh, I was not expecting this to get feels serious like um but (laughs) first like yes this is in a patriarchal society that we're giving our example like there are traditional like uh cultures in west africa where it's actually the opposite where it's the female who shares her last name and she's the one who divides up the resources and land and so i definitely want that's like a mini disclaimer and a lot of families that were during uh to get even more uh, serious, like during slavery, typically the woman was the one who was closer to the slave master and had access to more resources. So she would be the head of the household in that sense. Well, so there's a lot of history in this and uh, we're not, we're speaking in generalities right now, but uh, hopefully no one takes offense to that. Um, disclaimer aside, the, the point, I found interesting with this though, is it's kind of when there's been a clear rule and a clear set of guidelines, I think there's some comfort in just knowing, Hey, if I do my part, like to use our example, if I provide and I bring money and food, I did my part. Now it's up to the other person to make a home and take care of the kids and, and be the backbone of our household. And I think when we start talking about this, modern quote unquote modern or just progressive it's harder because there's really no that the rules don't really exist yet like okay you guys are both working who takes care of the kids who who's going to do the baby uh preparing meals like that's up to you like there's no rules to that and i think that's where it gets it gets tricky because everything is a debate everything is something that you have to come to a conclusion for where with some of those different things that we've been talking about with uh, more uh, patriarchal 
family point that was already set. Like, yeah, maybe you could debate, you know, maybe one person is a better cook than the other. So they, they do some cooking, but generally speaking, it's the woman who's going to do the cooking. And like those roles were already set and you just kind of go in there and you do what you're supposed to do, you know? And I think that that is very comforting. I went to a boarding school where they like told us to wake up at a certain time and, and go study at a certain time and research at a certain time and play at a certain time. I was so effective and it was because you don't have to think about the extra stuff on the side. You already know what you're supposed to do and you do that very well, but that's not the best way to be creative, <laughs> you know? So it's, I, I get why some people lean one way or the other. Um, and you know, like my dad is more on the cultural side and there's something he likes to say, like, Hey, it's worked for hundreds of years. And that's a, that's a great point. Like my one, my thing is new and I don't know if it's going to work. It might fall apart. The cultural perspective way has existed for a very long time has a pretty good track record. So I don't blame anyone for going that way. Um, I could already see your faces smiling when I said that. Ashley's face just, just like grimace, like struggling. <laughs> I was like, let him finish his point. Ashley, be respectful. Let him finish his point. <laughs> I just, I feel like. It's worked for hundreds of years because, again, broad generalization, because the assumption is we're able to rely on the unpaid labor of women. <laughs> like, and for so sure. nowadays where, like, when it was just the man going into work, it like he was able to do that because he had his wife at home doing the unpaid labor of managing their entire household, raising his children doing literally everything else. Maybe he has to mow the lawn. Maybe he's going to grill sometimes, but like she is holding his shit down for free and still for free. And she gets, she gets like some, you know, status depending on like what his income is, what their area, where they live is like how many children they have, how successful their children are. But her whole entire identity is wrapped up in being a wife and mother and his role, if, if like they were to separate, he can continue working and, you know, do his thing and like be relatively okay. He has a source of income. He can hire for whatever things that like his wife previously did, right? Cooking, cleaning, like those are things you can easily like right. outsource to other people. Whereas she is likely to still have to care for those children and then also like find some sort of income stream. Maybe she has to get married again. Maybe that's her best option to like care for herself. And like, as we're moving into this time period where more work women are working full time, the responsibilities of the entire household, which is a complicated and never ending job in itself continues to rest on the backs of women who are now having full ass careers dealing with all of the workplace sexism and inequality that happens there and also managing the household. And it's like now a debate of like, how do we divide up the household stuff? But because that's just kind of come in as the undercurrent, that's how it's always been. It's hard to then break all of those uh, just existing preconceived notions of who's responsible for those things because we always think we always think about it of like well she's just a better cook it's like well yeah because she's fucking had to <laughs> like there's no other practice. option she's been practicing yeah. for how many years she's had to she's been cooking since she was probably yeah. like young enough old enough to like reach the stovetop and like help her mom and it's just like the 
it just bothers me a lot. <laughs> and it's like, it's always worked. It's like, it's worked because of women. Like, yeah. we are the little, like, Flintstone legs underneath the car making it run. And everybody else is just like, wow, this car is so fast. Isn't this amazing? And we're just, like, <laughs> gasping for air. <laughs> yeah. Just like, look down. <laughs> yeah. Snaps to everything you just said. That was spot on. <laughs> yeah, I, but, oh, man, how the hell did I end up with the the i don't i don't like to be on this side but i will say <laughs> there are women who prefer that though like if yeah and i'm not you know, saying that's not the case yeah and if you are a person a guy who's looking for that just look for the woman who wants that like mm-hmm. and if you're a well, woman yeah. who doesn't want that I know this is very uh, like common sense and obvious, but I think sometimes like we fall into the trap of like, it would just, we kind of fall into the trap of like, this is what society says. And like, there's a reason why, like there are people who are the people who are like, let's say queer, they, they would like leave their hometowns and go to larger cities. Like if the rules in that place don't work for you, fuck it, go to another place where the rules do work for you play another game, I guess. And, um, so if you can't, I get, mm-hmm. there's some country, if you can't leave your country, what are you going to do? So like, I don't mean to do that in a, in a dismissive way, but, um, I think on this show in particular, we kind of see that all the time where it's people with different viewpoints on that. And if the person you're with doesn't work with your preferred manner of, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, but I also like just you're not it. wrong. They're not yeah. wrong. Just leave. Do right. your own thing. I, I think though you just have like even Ash was saying, you should be grateful, right? Like no matter what role you take, whether it's fifty fifty, whether it's traditional. That's fair. I think both can have examples of people who are ungrateful and people who are grateful. So I think it's just I think we're in an era where just learn to recognize how much weight your partner is bringing, whether that's financially yeah mentally like the workload is there whether or not you see it and i think we mm-hmm. just have to be more grateful to that yeah and just acknowledge all of those little things mm-hmm. you know like we always talk about like invisible labor and like all the mm-hmm. stuff that happens but behind the scenes that's like hard to make a checklist out of because it's it's just things that you just take care of you know and i also mm-hmm. think like obviously this whole conversation around gender roles it gets blown up when we like actually talk about all relationships and like yeah. what are queer relationships like where we have like different genders together different genders and non-binary folks like all of these things also like ironically feed into those like sort of parameters yeah. sometimes of like yeah. like all the the stupid thing of like oh who's the man in the relationship when it's two women and it's like no the whole point is there is no man here first of all and second of all that like that is the opportunity for two people to come together and really look at the relationship yes. and who, what each person wants to bring to it and what dynamic that they want. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, it's a little bit liberating to think about relationships in that way, because it's like, oh, this is really just like, what do two individuals bring to the table and what kind of life do they want to build rather than, okay, I plug into the wife spot, you plug into the husband spot, and then we're going to make two children's to fill that spot. And we'll put the decal in the back of the van and get a golden retriever. And like, this is our life, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, no, you can do 
fucking anything. You can yep. have any type of relationship you want. The hard part is figuring out what that is and actively looking for it and not settling until you find it. And mm -hmm. that's, that's the secret to life. Also, I think. like <laughs> when you like, when people talk about like, that's how they did it in the olden days. Some of the, my favorite conversations was like with older grandparents and just older people in the community where like you quickly discover. So there's this saying in, in Igbo culture, like forget what they write on the car, hop in the car and drive it. And like a lot of the point being that like, forget the narrative, like actually be in that situation, actually mm. talk to those people. I like that. And in my experience, when you talk to, when I've talked to elderly people who were in the fifties and sixties where it was the, you know, the man goes home and, and brings the bacon, all that stuff. There were times where it was like, oh yeah, she worked for a few months because I got laid off and I didn't have any, or like, and she mm -hmm. would just not tell anybody like the amount of stories that are like that or, mm -hmm. yep. oh yeah, like he actually loved cooking, but he was embarrassed to tell anyone. So he would actually do all the cooking and take care of the kids. But we would just say, I did it. Like mm -hmm. there's so many stories that are like that, but from the outside, you look at like your TV and your BBC from that period, they're like, they make it seem like everyone was one way. Where of well, course yeah. that wasn't yeah. the case. I was right? of course the representation is limited. Yeah, I was in a relationship where I slid him the credit card um, at every dinner so that he could pay for it because like that was oh no I'm well I yeah. mean like at the time I was fine with it like I I mean I didn't really care um but it was like I reckon it was still when I was learning like what kind of relationship I want do I want traditional do I want more progressive roles and at the time it was like hey I'm I'm okay paying it's not about the paying it's like but if you are adamant about like hey I I want to be the provider like I'll just let you look like the provider I don't care yeah <laughs> that's that's yeah. wild they're, but they're like, really that's interesting. not mm -hmm. like that. I, I think that's way more common than people make it sound, you know, mm -hmm. like there are more women in college than men. It has been that way for a very long time. Before the pandemic, there are more women in the workforce than men. So generally speaking, <laughs> like that's not that uncommon, but everyone wants to put on this yeah. macho facade and and like, just be yourself. And if that's your situation, that's okay. If it's mm -hmm. not your situation, that's okay. But yeah. yeah, yeah, it's especially in the olden days, like you can romanticize anything. Mm -hmm. Like there are people who are like romanticizing slavery. Like, oh, it was great back then. Like, yeah, for like a small group of people, but it sucked. Even those people, they were all dying in their like fifties and forties. Mm -hmm. Like they weren't. Yeah. So were they having a good life? Yeah, I don't it's like, think are you, so. Do you just like the aesthetic or do you actually want to live where like, you have to like pee in a pot under your bed in the middle of the night and stuff. That sounds awful. I want nothing <laughs> to do with that. Yeah. Nothing. Mosquitoes in the South, awful. They didn't have air conditioning until the 50s. Mm -mm. How do you do that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. I think we've exhausted this topic. All right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, okay. Just ending it here. It's been an hour. <laughs> we have one last thing that... Yes, uh, actually, two things. So we can... We can wrap it up quickly if you want, or we can. Let's see I what was it goes. Joking. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I well we're kind of adjacent to Jose and Rachel wherever that ended up. I did want to mention there was this one comment that Jose made to the camera when 
it was like their wedding night. Rachel was in the bathroom getting changed out of her wedding dress. And they clearly asked him some question around like, are you going to try to make something happen tonight? You know, like get a little, get a little physical. And he was very lighthearted about it and was like, yeah, I don't know. We'll just kind of see what happens. You know, I'm not going to pressure her or anything if she's not like comfortable, but and then he made some joke about how if she were to want to initiate things that he was like, well, I would kind of have to, wouldn't I? Like, I can't say no, like that wouldn't be very manly. And I just wanted to acknowledge that because I feel like that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll let you guys tell me your thoughts on that comment of his. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'll I'll go first because I'm just going <laughs> to agree with you. So I don't know <laughs> what I'm adding to this. Really, mm-hmm. I feel like it's annoying to see like the repeated like, oh, men just want sex, obviously. So this is which like no, both all genders like if these individuals signed up for their show, they want the lasting partnership. Doesn't necessarily mean they want sex on the first night. They, like we've even heard some individuals talk about, they want the emotional connection because that's going to be more meaningful to them. And sex is going to be amazing. Yes, like obviously you want that. You don't want, like, you want to just do away with it. Um, But I just kind of rolled my eyes. I was like, really, dude? Like, you can have an opinion too. (laughs) This isn't just like, oh, as a man, I have to want sex. Like, why why wouldn't I be not macho of me? Like, okay, anyways, next Mm -hmm. directly. Like, you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I think you guys are both progressive on how you look at this, though. I think that's something we need to take into consideration where, like, that is why we're friends slash uh, engaged, <laughs> depending <laughs> on the person. And But I think there's definitely this, uh, there's this thing where if you say no when a, a person is, is hitting on you from the the ladies hitting on you there's like this oh is he gay thing like there's there's that part of it but i think another thing is the stereotype slash cultural thing is the guy is constantly hitting on people he's constantly asking people out and because of that is used to rejection more where women tend to be on the receiving side of that and in turn, when they do go out of their way to put effort, if they get rejected, it hurts a lot more, you know? So like, I feel like I have to always use a soccer reference, but like when I was a midfielder, <laughs> if I took a shot, that's what I do at this point. Um, but like if I was, if I played midfielder and I was more like a defensive midfield, if I had a shot and I missed, it hurt a lot because I'm only going to get one or two of those a game. Yep. When when I was a striker or when I was a, uh, on the a winger, I get I'm I'm typically getting like 10, 15 shots a game. I miss a few. It doesn't hurt as bad. Um, and I think I think that kind of falls into the sex conversation where even you know, like we said, I think most of us on this feel a certain way, but I think generally it's typically the guy that's initiating sex for most relationships on the globe. And because of that, when the lady does and he turns it down, 
it hurts a lot. And then it gets into this, like, is there something about me? Am I? That's true. Like, it, it can be read into a lot. So, like, I can say personally, not with us. I'm not saying this is our relationship. But <laughs> I've been in relationships where, like, that has happened to me. And I didn't feel like it. But I still did it because I knew if I was to say no in that situation, it was going to turn into a, does he like me? Are we not good? Da, da, da. And, like, that's not... I'm like, I'm just going to avoid this whole landmine. And so I think that's what he was trying to do and say. And you're right. It sucks and it shouldn't be that way. But that's kind of the world that we're in right now. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't think it should be that way, but. Mm -hmm. Emma, do you do you guys kind of get that or am I kind of overreading? <laughs> I think your situation. No, I think. I think you described that well. Yeah. I think yeah. there's also a difference in, like, like how you decline <laughs> or like slow mm. things down, you know, and like there has to be like a level of communication there where I think like from the guy's side in like a straight relationship like this, there, the, the best chance for how do I say this? Like, I feel like if you're the guy and you're turning her down and saying just like, oh, I just don't like feel like it or whatever. It's just really important to understand the context of what you just described to goo and just know that like, this is kind of, this could be a big deal. And that all you have to do is slip in some like validation of like, I love you. You're, or if you're not saying that yet, whatever, but like, I think you're smoking hot. I would love to do this another time. I'm just really tired or I'm really in my head or whatever. And just explain like a little bit <laughs> so that it doesn't feel like just no. And I think even for women, that's important to do too of like, I mean, just to like kind of just be vocal about like nothing's wrong. Like everything's okay. I just don't want to right now. And that's really all it is, you know, like, I, mean, I don't know. That gets back I mean, to Bal and Johnny though. Right. Because if you're, yeah only saying it but you keep the pillow in between you every single night like is johnny really gonna believe you anymore or are you just you know yeah. or you could also start to just logically think about it like hey things over time it's like like the physics rule like you know stay in motion you know stay or stay at rest like if we just slowly over time stop having sex then we're just not going to ever have sex and so if Therefore, I reject you one time and I reject you the next time and I reject you the third time after that. And now, you know, who knows how long it's going to be. That can just perpetuate. Yeah. 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 Also the I think it's just say. like to me, what he was saying essentially was if if I want to have sex and she doesn't consent, then I will totally respect that. If she wants to have sex and I don't consent, that's a problem. It's like his consent is like, it doesn't matter what he wants. Like, it just matters if she wants it, then that has to happen. Otherwise, that like means something about him as a man or like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, uh, for, for once, I'm actually standing up for men in this situation. <laughs> We're like, hey, it actually matters <laughs> for you to want to do it too. And like, it's, it's just a matter of like, yeah, everyone's in complete control of what, they're doing with their body and what's being done to their body at all times. Like it's just bodily autonomy and that applies to everyone regardless of your gender. So yeah. just a yeah. disclaimer. And, <laughs> That's all. 
But like I and I think the the point you mentioned though about like how to do that, I think that's important though. Like we all know the the way it should be, but we're in a messy world where not everything translates the way it should. And I think just being mindful of that, of like, yeah, just the way you said that, I think that's a, a great point. Um, yeah. And yeah, Jose, we, we respect you. We respect, respect men yourself, and women. Respect yourself. <laughs> do some weird, do something different with your beard, but that's just on a different You like aside. his beard? I'm going to sound judgy, but like, it's just, it, it just, it's just like way too close to his lips. I don't know what that is. Like you can trim it so that you got a little bit of space. Like it just, it looks like it's just like his lips just got glued onto a beard. And I don't know. I think it's just, he hasn't like, given it. Is this what guys think about when they look at each other's beards? Oh, for sure. I got to look at his beard again. I've never noticed yeah. this. Just like, yeah. just and like so just a good barber will trim that up and give you like all of this is just symmetry. That's all this is. So like, just have a symmetrical beard. You'll be fine, man. You'll be good. Tips right. from a goo. <laughs> yeah. Beard tips from a goo. All right. That's the one few thing I, I could give advice on. <laughs> it's beard. <laughs> All right. The last and final topic I think that we should hit on is something that kind of came up with Mirla and Brett a little bit, too, um, where Mirla did not want to kiss Gil when they got married and they had their ceremony. She was just very adamant. She wasn't comfortable with it. He's a stranger. And <laughs> this is <laughs> Mike just completely fell down. <laughs> We're good. We're good now. Um, so... She it was very adamant that she didn't, you know, want to kiss. I don't think they still have shared a kiss yet at this nope. point. Just kind of a kiss on the no. cheek. And that's kind of a thing. And she's like very, very clear that like you are a stranger to me, even though we're married, it doesn't like make anything different. This is kind of like a first date kind of situation still for me. So like mm -hmm. not okay. And then we also heard with Brett that like one of her previous relationships, um with this person that like they did not kiss at all for the year or so that they were together. And, you know, they ended up not staying together, of course, but there's kind of that lack of that physical intimacy that kind of plays into things. So mm. I kind of want to yeah. just bring this around to like, I guess one, what if you have any thoughts on like, I guess Mirla or Brett in particular with this, but also her whole thing about like, you don't kiss on a first date. Like, do you guys agree with that? Real quick, I wanted to mention a little bit of context about the Brett comment you made. Okay, Brett yeah. mentioned that in her unfiltered discussion after the episode. She said that, hey, the two years why I didn't have any intimacy, there's more to that story. One year, she was in a relationship with someone who didn't um, kiss, and the second year was COVID. So that's where that came from. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I feel like a lot of people weren't kissing during COVID. Uh, it, was, it was rough out here in these COVID streets. <laughs> Um, can't kiss over a zoom call <laughs> just haven't gotten that technology down yet uh, <laughs> oh gosh i got a yeah. just got a black mirror like flashbacks episode no. but we won't yep uh -uh. for no. anybody who's seen the episode would know what i'm talking about i think I the one where they had the like they're like you can like see things like the little 
No, it's a suit. It's like an episode where you can like be oh. over a video and you wear the oh. suit and you feel no. everything the other person it like is on the other side of that for. And so, yeah, oh it's upload. It's like a really cool Amazon TV show about like the future. Yeah, has that like one person's dead, but she's having relationships with him, and she puts on this suit that she could feel Wait. everything he does. Maybe I'm thinking of upload. Then. I, I think you I might know. have been thinking of upload. <laughs> Creepy technology, yeah. either way. Anyways, anyways, back <laughs> to Married for Sight. <laughs> um, What's your opinion on kissing on the first day, Ago? Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm done with that. I don't, I don't get, I don't, I mean, we kissed on our first day. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Should I be saying that? I don't know. Fine. Um, maybe we'll cut this out. I don't know. I don't care. But uh, I, I think, I don't get why whether it's Mirla or Karen, why, if you feel this way, why do you come, why would you come on this show? I don't understand that. Like, that's fair. If you know that you need time to get to that point, being married to someone might, that you've never met before might not be the best room for you yeah like i just i don't understand that i i feel like i say this every season but i feel like if you're going to be on the show you need to be like an amelia where the amount of times in her season she's like yeah i'm just gonna try it out like that's mm -hmm. the type of personality you need to have if you're going into a experiment mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's literally in they tell you it's an experiment yeah and then you get surprised that they're experimenting on you. Like, it's like, that's, that's, we told you that's what this is. Um, so there's that. But then on the other side of it, I think that's okay. I get different cultures are like that. That being said, that same scene where she said that she also mentioned that like, she would like him to buy him stuff mm -hmm. and buy her stuff and it i'm it feels like she just doesn't like him i think it's just that simple like she's already told us she preferred someone who has hair and a beard and he has none of those things and i just it feels like you've been placed in a marriage with someone that you're just not physically attracted to and it's going to take her some time to get to that point. And she's not saying it because of course you don't, that's a mean thing to say, but I think it, I think it's just that, like, I have a feeling if we talked to all her previous relationships, whatever she considers attractive, if she got paired with that, she was more likely to kiss that person. It's like the difference between one guy being creepy and another guy being cute, uh, aggressive or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. is you find or endearing as you find one attractive and one 100 like mm -hmm. it's typically just that so i mean yeah that's that's where i, I agree with like this. everything but, you said i feel like maybe this is more of a platform for someone who's a little um like you said amelia um however just to play devil's advocate if you yeah. think about it also from someone who needs to take time and thinking about what johnny said where he is like quick to leave this is an arena even this is a space yeah. where you are forced to stay so if mirla is used to someone who's like wait you're not giving it up to me like psh, peace you know 
And mm-hmm. this instead is like, wait a second, he has to stay and get to know me for the pace that I want because, you know, I want to take time to get to know this person. Then it's more likely to work out versus trying to decide after the first day. Okay, now decide after the second day. Okay, now decide after the third day. And she has said that she has never kissed someone on the first, second, or third date, which when I heard that, it just sounded like one of those stupid rules to me of like artificial, mm-hmm. like, what is it? Don't text after the first day or I don't know. Those, all those stupid rules of like, check mm-hmm. this box, don't check that box. And people are very gray mm-hmm. and onion and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Like there are so many dynamics that play into that. It's just basic cut and dry rules like that. I just don't agree with. Um, yeah. So yeah, I feel like I agree with everything you're saying, Agu. However, thinking about it, maybe from Mueller's perspective, this is helpful yeah. to her to have someone who will wait around until after the third date because it gives them time to get to know each other. I could see that. I also just think yeah. that Mirla, for the big front that she puts up, I think she is very, very guarded. I don't think we really have met Mirla at all yet. I think that... I don't know. I feel like she is so particular and so um she clearly has this sort of vision of like what sort of environments and things are up to her standards and like that's fine but she i think she leans on those things quite a bit Mm -hmm. so that there's an excuse for her not to be present i haven't seen her be present at all through any of her scenes yet She's so focused on, well, this isn't quite right, or that's not right, or I'm upset about this, or whatever. Like, she's very distracted by all of those things. Mm -hmm. And I also haven't really seen her really try to be present with Gil very much. Like, it's always... I don't feel like she's really being that real. Mm -hmm. Where I think that happens when you've been hurt a lot or you have just whatever trauma and baggage stuff that we all have. And that's kind of her, maybe her way of kind of staying safe from that. But true. I, I just wish she would, I wonder how different their conversations would go if she were just honest with him of like, Oh, when we're at this resort, it makes me feel like maybe I haven't been as successful in life as I thought I had been. It makes me feel like, I'm still back from the, like, I think she talked about growing up in kind of tough conditions Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like really working to get herself to a place where she can afford nicer things. And Mm -hmm. I have that same thing that I hit on sometimes. Like there, there's been a time that Agu and I went to Detroit to go to a festival and we stayed at this one hotel or it was like a motel (laughs) and it was like downtown and it was like not super nice. And like, just, it like brought me back to this place of being a kid and not like my family just couldn't afford like super nice places. And I was just like, oh no, like this is supposed to be a reminder of who I actually am. Like I mm. am that like white trash kid, <laughs> you know? And like, that's not true or whatever, but like it brings back those feelings. And I feel yeah. like that was maybe what Mary Lou was experiencing too. That like, maybe she has to be surrounded by the best things to feel like, no, like this is actually the stuff that I deserve. And it's like, 
yeah, you deserve all the good stuff, but that doesn't change depending on where you are. Like you can go walk into a gas station and you're still a bad bitch. Like <laughs> you don't have to be in the Ritz Carlton to be that bad bitch. Like you're still, yeah. that's your energy. That's what you carry with you. That's who you are. True. And so I feel like all of that kind of stuff is getting in the way of her and Gil really connecting and all this stuff about not feeling like she wants to kiss or be affectionate or all that, all that kind of stuff is also just her really slamming on the brakes of just like, do not get close to me. Cause if you see me, you might reject me. You might leave. And I mean, what a situation to be in <laughs> for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And if, it, it, that's a lot, that's a lot to break down for them to be able to like bond yeah. early enough to kind of break those things down and like, be able to build a solid relationship. I I don't know. I just feel like that's a lot to ask of somebody for a show yeah. like this. Yeah. So I've, yeah. Uh, once again, I'm very surprised that she was selected because wowza. But, you know, that's also why I wouldn't be selected because wowza. <laughs> You're also, you were, that was not the best hotel. It was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> it was, it was close to the festival, but it yeah, was not it was a not good great. hotel. So, um, wow. Yeah. That's, I didn't think about it from that perspective. Like maybe she has a chip on her shoulder, like everyone else does. And this yeah, is one we way all that have she stuff. can. And yep, I could be way off can. base. I just, that's, I see myself in her in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I th- like, yeah, we're not, it feels like we're basically just using this as a jump off point to talk about other stuff. So Mirla, if you watch this, you probably aren't, but we're not quite, we're not judging you. We're just talking about ourselves. Honestly. <laughs> so it's, it's fine. Um, yeah, I, I just, I think so there's two things I noticed with her. One is it seems like she wants to be in a relationship. Like that is, so much so that she's willing to go on a show like this. She's, I think, 35. I'm going to assume she's been dating for a decade plus at this point. If it hasn't worked for you, let's try, let's try other things, you know, like, let's try other things. <laughs> like, I get it. You have your, your thing. You've tried that. They work. I, it, bring a soccer reference. I try to do rainbows all the time. It just was not happening on the field. At a certain point, I got to like, I can do that at home, maybe not in the middle of an actual game. <laughs> um, so there's that. But then I think the other thing is, and I, I ironically am on the other side of this where I tend to be very, very positive, And that can be frustrating at times, I imagine. But being always negative that's a that's a hard energy to be around and like a lot of the things she said i kind of agreed with her you know like they could have had a better place to go on a honeymoon i don't disagree i i think florida all the jokes we've made aside like it's a great state just mm, that wouldn't be my choice for a honeymoon um but to like harp on that to harp on the 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 drink and she's saying like, Oh, this milk isn't, is this almond milk or is it milk milk? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like all those type of things. It's really hard to be around that. And I think 
Gil, the scene where he was basically just talking crap about Mirla to the other couples, not great. Like, keep your relationship stuff internal. Yeah. But I think part of that was frustration because she complains about everything. And it's hard for you to enjoy things when you're around a person who is a complainer. I mean, she called herself that. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one of those things that, like, we a lot of the time we're doing this, we're like, hey, this is just you find someone who fits with that. But I think this is one of those things that you should try to fix. Like, mm -hmm. it is really, really easy to be a complainer. It is a lot harder to be a person who's like, you know what? But this is how we're going to fix it. Like, if she was doing those things and then was like, you know, like, for example, the, res the resort. Oh, I don't like it here. But let's go to this place and this place that's 15 minutes away. I think this will be more fun. Mm -hmm. That's a way better energy to be around than, I mean... Gil had the whole thing about let's do the helicopter, the plane ride, yeah. and the entire time she's complaining and pulling away. Like, that is not an encouraging vibe to be around. Um, and that's just going to push people away. <laughs> it is. And, and it works well, are doesn't it? There, it does. It works very well. That's it fair. works very well at keeping yeah. her safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, I think from a dating perspective, when, if you do that, like, just people will they'll stay around they'll, they'll like hit you up every once in a while but they're not going to want to like be there full time you know it's going to be like the check in to see if i can get a booty call but like not really want to date the person and that's like if you're pushing everyone away like that that's the type of person who's going to be remaining <laughs> like just be all in whenever you're doing like if you don't if you're not feeling it cool leave at that but just be all in. Like I just, yeah. whether that's work or sports or whatever. Um, and we can only hope, right. That like, she sees this as like maybe a little bit of an eye opener. Like, Oh wait, why was I doing this? I was, I was complaining yeah. a lot and I could have said something or done something differently. And it, it's coming off a lot like on Gil. Hey, I don't enjoy being here with you, for example. And I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully she kind of takes that and reflects. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. It is hard to be around. It, it reminds me of a term I learned in therapy called radical acceptance. Are you guys familiar with this at mm -hmm. all? Yeah, I do. Are you? I'm surprised I haven't like given you a full lecture on you this. You probably yet. have. I... <laughs> He's like, I fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> it's basically, <laughs> it's just the idea of. I mean, it's pretty much in the title, radically accepting whatever your situation is for whatever it is and not trying to change it. So for example, right now, maybe in the back of my mind, I'm like, ooh, I wish I were on the beach and I had a margarita and I was getting a foot massage by my bay and we're going to have some delicious food and then we're going to go swimming, whatever. That's in the back of my mind. The reality is I'm sitting in my office right now in our home on the weekend and I'm talking to my friends and we're having this conversation. I can't change the also, fact that I'm here. What? I'm trash at foot massages. So I, I don't <laughs> That's know if why that we don't would do that. be. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fact is that I am here, that I am in this body that I am, have been given. I'm in this place that we have now. This is the situation. And I don't have to change anything about it. I can if I want to, but this is 
this is it. And this can also happen in the worst of times and the best of times that like just radically accept, just fully look at your situation for what it is and don't blink and just be like, okay, this is what we're working with. And the more I think that I've learned to do that and even looking at the hard stuff of like, okay, here's some things about myself, for example, that I don't love. But if I just look at them for what they are straight on without blinking, instead of making up all these different stories about why I am this way and giving myself excuses and why I shouldn't work on it or why it doesn't matter or people don't even notice anyways, the more I can just look at it, then I can actually deal with it if I want to, or at the very least, cut off all those stupid stories and have a little bit more brain space. <laughs> and I think maybe that's something that would be helpful for Mila to learn to practice a little bit more of like, I'm in this, what feels like a retirement community in Florida <laughs> with my new husband, who I'm not really sure about yet. I'm uncomfortable. I don't like the food they have here. I think the beach situation is garbage. <laughs> it's just some marshy, like, leaves and stuff. Like, I don't like it. But the fact is that I am here and I am uncomfortable and I acknowledge that, but I'm okay. I'm alive. Yeah. I'm being cared for. Like, I am okay. And just, just completely rethinking the whole situation as just like, okay, what's happening now? Okay, what's happening now? And just taking it bit by bit, because I think mm -hmm. she's just getting so lost. And like, this isn't what I expected. This isn't what I want. And it's like, yeah, that's yeah. okay. So what? <laughs> like, then what? What, you're going to like get a new husband? You're going <laughs> to, you know, go to a different resort? You can't, like, that's not the situation. So at least not today, right? Like, at least not today. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It does feel like she's going to be getting a new husband pretty soon. Damn. Damn. I don't see them staying together. I mean, I mean realistically, that. today, maybe, but in the episode today, which is actually how oh. many months ago. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. She comes back with the pool cleaner, like, this is my new husband. <laughs> yes, hair. You fold. Yeah. Yeah. But how do you guys feel about... Um... Excuse me macaroons versus chocolate chip cookies that was the whole scene <laughs> where he like got her the macaroons and she's like oh yes like yeah, oh fancy and then he had it and i think he called it a bougie cookie mm -hmm. which was hilarious great line <laughs> um but do you have a, a preference out of macaroons or cookies uh that's Mabel, my question <laughs> I, I mean, I really honestly did think when I saw them, this was before anybody talked. I was like, oh, those are just the extra cookies. Like, this was before anybody opened their mouth. I was like, the, the extra fancy cookies for no reason. Uh, have you ever had yeah. macaron? Um, I have had the ones without coconut. There's like the one with the two O's, the one with the one O. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, they're, they're okay to me. I, I'm not impressed. <laughs> Just give me a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> I kinda, I'm going to sound just like I'm really passing off the question, but I like both. If I were to choose between a macro, is it macaroon or macaron? I feel like I sound like a weirdo, no matter which way I say it. I Whatever. Macaroon. That kind. Isn't it French? Macaron. Macaron. <laughs> I, I, I just have to do my little <laughs> hands. Um, <laughs> 
if I were to choose between those two, I would choose a, a macaron because I don't know how to make those myself. I can make chocolate mm-hmm. chip cookies any day. I can get that anywhere. But the like, they're they're special. And like, it takes a lot of skill to make them actually mm-hmm. too. Like there's mm-hmm. very particular mm-hmm. ways that you're supposed to do it. And I think they taste good. I also have a sweet tooth. So like all cookies are, are great in my opinion, but that's why I would choose that one. But, you know. It's also like a kind of exclusivity thing or like, um, what, what is it? Like a, not rarity, but where there's like less of something. Scarcity? So more. Yes. Thank you. Scarcity. It's like a scarcity mentality where I'm like, I can't get this again. Like right away. I better have some. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Meanwhile, there's like a macaroon factory that has like millions of units. Just down of this the road. Could have had it. Just popping out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I... I think they're both okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I would much rather have like a white macadamia nut cookie from like Subway. I think those are fantastic than the macaroons that I've had. But <laughs> to Ashley's point, I, I do like we do this when we go out. But like, I if you're gonna go out to a restaurant, I want to order something that I can't make. So it's yeah, gonna be yeah, like, sure. you're right, you're right, bone marrow or free like a drink that uses uh um liquid nitrogen or like something weird like i don't want something that liquid i could like nitrogen. that's really fancy <laughs> is that poison well, it's gonna it will kill you <laughs> but it'll be delicious <laughs> it's like we shouldn't like i would much rather that. something <laughs> Like that's like a that murder house <laughs> that is a murder i house. thought that's that one that the gas that they put in the glass and they like pick it up and it's like the smoke mm-hmm. yeah Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I just feel like... Or they'll put it at the bottom of the drink. You're not supposed to actually drink yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I was confused it's about. in the so drink? Like... Oh, I thought it was just a presentation. My bad. No, this no, you're right. It is presentation. You're right. It's presentation. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know yeah. that you can mistakenly... In... Yeah. yeah, yeah people, are, people are dumb. <laughs> just assume that people have tried everything to do. Um... So, yeah, like I, so if I was them in that situation, I would exclusively be eating macaroons mm-hmm. and like, you guys are paying for this? Okay. Oh, hell I need, yeah. Like, or champagne. Lobster, Ooh, champagne, baby caviar, uh, <laughs> the king crab, everything. King mm-hmm. crab, yes, yeah. <laughs> the good Salmon stuff. Salmon flown out from Alaska. Flewed out. That day. Flewed <laughs> out. We always make that joke because what song is that? She's talking about being flued out, and I was like, "That's a YG song." I want to be flued out. (laughs) I want to get to the level where someone (laughs) flues me out. Nope, I'm getting flued out. (laughs) Get flued out. Yeah, Um, I love that song so much. I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) so we we now know we now know macaroons. No, maybe yes. And then me with a, I don't, I don't care. Tell us in the comments, much. do you like chocolate chip right, cookies right. or macaroons? <laughs> Let's Vote. have a battle in the comments section. <laughs> Fight it out. We're going to get like one. pastry chefs like so pissed off at us. Like, how can you possibly have this discussion? What? <laughs> how dare you? Right, right. <laughs> uncultured. Right, uncultured. <laughs> I think we've officially touched all. I think we've, we've talked about all the couples. I think we did it. Yeah, I think we. Oh, I guess we didn't really talk about Brett and and Ryan. Her part. Well, Ryan kind of talked about them. Her being the um, you know, two years and yeah, yeah. We barely touched think, on them. 
Yeah, I think we're kind of our our vibe now is just to call out the things that stick out and that we want to discuss a little bit more. So I think it'll kind of vary time to time who we're yeah. talking about. And I'm sure Brett and Ryan will have their time too. So <laughs> we talk about them more. True. The, what? Having a date while getting couple massage, just weird. Don't like that. Like just like trying just to have a the massage. conversation. Conversation. Yeah, like like they were talking about like kids and stuff, and then I could hear him going like, "Oh yeah, that's the spot." Like just yeah, no, it's you yeah. can't you can't combine those two. Like just be in the massage, enjoy that. I almost want to talk about our couple massage experience. It was very weird. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm never I doing want that, to again. Do that again. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that one. That was bad. But, we're not going to. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> Catch us next time so you can hear about the goo and my terrible couple's <laughs> massage experience. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll wrap it up. I was um, way too flexible for my liking. <laughs> so, wait. Just next time is now. <laughs> Yeah. Like he was just doing stretches that were just unnecessary for the massage <laughs> beforehand. I was just like, why are you getting this limber? Okay. Again, we'll, we'll talk about that at another time. It's a little too much for, for everybody right now. Um, okay. Well, thank you guys for joining us. <laughs> this has um, just been us talking about Wait for Sight Season 13 up to Episode 5. Again, go find us on Instagram at couple 3 Podcast can send us an email at couple3podcast at gmail.com um, or if you're watching this on YouTube leave some comments below about what you think about the season so far so alright well thanks for joining us we will catch you next time thank Goodbye. you bye